Benton with my beautiful wife, Tracy from Tracy in the man cave. Actually, we're in our living room right now. This is Matt. You, we can pretend it's a man cave. We can pretend it's a man yeah. cave. You know, one day, maybe the Lord blesses me with a home and I really do get a man cave. Ooh. And I would set Ooh, up wow. my equipment. Uh, Doug, one of my Patreon subscribers, uh, bought me some lights. Yeah. It's hard putting them up and down and up and down. And, and the poles. Too. Yeah, and the poles. Yeah. And, you know what I'm saying? And um, I've been blessed. I mean, oh, I really, truly yeah. have been blessed. Uh, with the prayers of everyone watching yes. the videos, people posting the videos. I, yeah. Guys, thank you for posting the videos. Uh, my Patreon supporters, mm-hmm. even today, uh, individual named Tristan bought me a cup of coffee, yeah. several cups of coffee, actually. Thank you, Tristan. Thank you, Tristan. He's yeah. in Florida and yeah. um, going to college. Yeah, uh, you know, Yeah, you yeah, I was liking that yeah. and uh, digging it. I yeah. love, love, love. One of the things that just just turns me on, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, what, Matt? I was like, is finding young people that love the Lord, yeah. that are zealous for the Lord. Yeah, I, so, at least they want to learn about the Oh, Lord. yeah. Because yeah. You, you have such, oh, my goodness. We live in such a time and age where most of society doesn't want to have anything to do with God. Yeah. Big tech. And you guys, when I say big tech, these huge you know, companies are pushing their agenda, mm. but their agenda is not God's agenda. No, it's far from it. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. And so I, I woke up and um, early and got cups of coffee, which just really put me in a good mood. Yeah. And um, it's my birthday week. Yeah. And so I oh, felt yeah. like I got coffee for my birthday. And then yeah. I got another gift yep. a few hours ago from Bob and Sue. Sue. Thank you, Bob and Sue. Thank you, Bob and Sue. And um, I'm just I'm just so blessed today. I mean, I'm just totally blessed. And, yep. I, and, and no one, I mean, honestly, I didn't I didn't say anything like, hey, it's my birthday week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, send me coffee. Send me a gift. I didn't say anything like that. And mm-hmm. I was just like, uh, you know, it's wonderful how God moves. It yeah. really is. Hey, guys, today we're going to be in Second Kings chapter 4. Oftentimes when I was preaching at a church, I would have to title my messages. Yeah. It always drove me. It drove me crazy because <laughs> I first... I would first pray. I really would. I'd first pray and pray and pray. And I'm praying, God, give me the chapter of the text you want me to preach or the topic, you know? Yeah. Sometimes Monday came around, Tuesday came around, Wednesday, and I always had, you know, and I mean, it was Friday night sometimes or Saturday. And then God, he would give me, okay, this is what I want. He'd show me the text. And you know what it was? I want you to depend on me. That's yeah. really what more times than not. I was like, Lord, I could have just been really hammering this out all week long. But that, and he's just going on on churches that he's been at that were only Sunday morning. I mean, when you have Sunday morning, Sunday night, and, and Wednesday, Wednesday. Oh my goodness, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah. um, uh, the, the churches, a lot of them, they wanted a title. And, yeah. you know, a lot of times they wanted it. There were times where I'd be getting. They wanted a week in advance. Listen, listen, I was getting yelled at. Because the per a per, person doing the um, not the brochures, the, the, the bulletin, yeah, the bulletin. They wanted to put the title of the message in there, and I'm like, 
I'm on the phone Saturday night at nine o'clock. She's at the church. I'm like, listen, I have a, I have an imaginary phone up to my up to my mouth. Listen, if I knew what I was talking about, I would tell you. <laughs> I was, hey, look, I'm so frustrated. Lord, speak to me. I mean, you know, and and and, and a lot of people, people, you know, and there are those out there, and you guys know if you've listened to me for any length of time. Uh, it drives me crazy oh, when, the sermon when people, ministers, uh, buy sermons yeah. because God has a specific message. and For if, each church. Yeah, and yeah. a text. And he's going to tie in the supporting scriptures. Mm-hmm. He's going to tie in examples from your life yeah. that are more relevant yeah. than something else. So um, I got to go ahead and tell him. I'm sitting there in Vegas. We're at a church called Hope. Uh, and it wasn't a bad church. No, no. And we're all sitting on... They had great wor- worship. Great and, worship. Yeah, yeah. And the, what's funny is uh, the pastor uh, had never... He was a major league baseball that's right. player. Yeah, that's right. And um, he, he lasted like for the Astros. <laughs> I think I'm pronouncing it wrong. Uh, wrong. <laughs> Astro, whatever. But um, that's funny. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Um, <laughs> he, he, he pitched... I get. I don't know if he pitched. I don't know what he did. I think he was a pitcher, but he was a ball player. Yeah. And um, and then he decided the Lord called him to be a minister. And um, I always thought that was very interesting. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so you so you went to Bible college? You went to seminary? Oh no, 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 no. I just (laughs) I I went I went to this church, this denomination's church, and they had an eight week program. And I thought (laughs) eight weeks. And you know, I thought at the time I was like, "Man, why didn't I find that? I could have saved eleven and a half years, eight weeks, huh?" Uh -huh. And um, and so we're sitting there, not putting him down. You know, he actually did a very good job. Yeah, he's a nice guy too. He was a nice guy at presenting it. Yeah, but he oftentimes would make mistakes because. That's the sermon that was given to him. All this yeah. denomination, oh, every right. pastor would preach yeah. the same thing. The but same going message. in, we didn't understand it. So yeah. one Sunday, my son, he hands me the bulletin. And, uh, you know, the bulletin would have one, two, three. And you filled in the blanks. It was a, a way mm-hmm. to keep you kind of intrigued. Right. And my son hands me the bulletin back. And it has all the answers to his sermon. But the guy hasn't even started. I go... How did you do that? And at first I thought my son just guessed, right? But as he's preaching it, and okay, number three would be this. He had everything right. and There's no way you could guess it. And I was like, how did you do that? He says, he's in a series. This series is online. Mm -hmm. And I go, you got to be kidding me. And so we go to YouTube, and here's a guy in New Mexico preaching this exact sermon. There's another guy in Texas preaching this exact sermon. There's another guy in Florida preaching this exact sermon. Now watch this. But in the sermon were three different examples and they all personalized it like it was their life. Yeah, That's a lie. They all said, you know, one Saturday morning I remember getting up that's an absolute abomination. That's a lie. You can't grieve the Holy Spirit going in and think you're going to have any kind yeah. of results. Everything oh, is about yeah. honoring God. <clears throat> well, it's like what you were saying, though. So many people, oh. they don't know what it's like to have the Holy Spirit in a church that they don't miss it. Yeah. I mean, you that's know? we have churches like that now. Oh, yeah. That God has departed so many years ago, and what you have now is organized religion. 
I will yeah. give you $5 if you tell me why I started telling that story. I remember, Tracy, it was titling my sermons. I went into that whole thing about titling my sermons. Okay, and so I'm saying all that to say this. If I had to title this, okay. here's what I would title it. Do you need a miracle? Oh, do you need a miracle? Yeah. A I lot know. of people. And, and guys, when you go to a church and you're sitting there Sunday after Sunday, how they view God now and how they view God in the Old Testament should match because it's the same God. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the same today, tomorrow, forevermore. I'm the Alpha, the Omega. I'm the beginning. I'm the ending. You know, you have to understand I need to blend the Old Testament, okay? With the New Testament. With the New Testament. Under, right. uh, understand that. But a, a lot of churches, because they're not seeing miracles, they're not seeing healings, mm-hmm. they're not seeing the miraculous, they just exclude those things saying that doesn't happen. Yeah. anymore. Right. What they've done is they put God in a box. Right. And they've created their own dummy God. <clears throat> well, they're justifying why they don't see any miracles Yeah, now. the book of Joel is so clear that in the latter days, yeah. prior to Christ coming back, you are going to do greater miracles than even Christ, but not everyone. Because without faith, it's impossible <clears throat> to please God. Uh-huh. This is a great story. Let me read this. Again, we're in Second Kings chapter 4. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take away my two sons. Back in those days, if you couldn't pay your debts, they would take your children as slaves. Sometimes they would allow the children to work off the debt. Sometimes it's like, no, this is the current rate of what a slave goes for. I'm going to take them and they're going to be my slaves for life. Yet... If it was a high debt. Yeah, yeah. if it was a high debt. Yet, uh, according to God's law, if they did that, if they were truly holding to the law of God, they had to release that son oh. or that slave <clears throat> in the seventh year. Yeah. They, every seven years, you ha- if, if you lent money to someone... It was like a reset. It was like a reset. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So every seven years, if you bought a slave or you bought land and it was from another Jewish person, you basically were leasing it. Mm-hmm. You know, so... But, it, but if he was holding to the law of God, you know, it's, yeah. it's a whole other circumstance. He could yeah. keep those boys for life. So Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? <clears throat> I like that. Elijah just puts it back. You know what? I like that. What do you want me to do? There were several times, and one of my favorite stories is there's a guy crying out to Jesus, and he was blind, and he's screaming, and everyone around him is saying, shut up. Yeah. I mean, they're actually, and I can't say this, you know what I'm saying? In the original language, the people, are they were being very rude to this blind man because he's being obnoxious. Right. Someone says, hey, Jesus is coming. He's heard the stories and he's just like, you know, being very aggressive. He's screaming, he's screaming. And and, and Jesus says, what do you want me to do for you? You know? And if God was saying that to you this very day, could you be specific and tell him exactly exactly what you want? And I'm not talking about the genie. Um, <laughs> look at, you know what I'm saying? They used yes. to play this when I was in elementary school. Right. If you had one, one, basically you had one wish, what would it be? I wish for a thousand more wishes. 
See what I'm saying? Oh. That's what they would do. No. If right. God said, okay. I'm going to do one thing for you, what is it? You know, and even, even God came to Solomon and he says, you know, what do you want me to give you? You know what I'm yeah. saying? You have pleased me. What do you want me to give you? Yeah. And friends, I, I want to tell you this because I know a lot of people are thinking, pay off my house, you know, uh, those electric cars, they have a new F-250 out, the electric car, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. If the words, <clears throat> look at you want to get beat up by Matt in the man cave? Here, okay, look at, look at, look at. If the words that come out of your mouth back to God are not, I want to know you better. I want more of you. I want you to be powerful in my life. There's a million ways to say it. I want you to breathe on me. I want living waters. I want the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Bless me with more of you. If what you tell God is anything other than that, look, and you talk to God, you do not ever want to trade well, materialistic items for that which is of God. Because, ah, yeah. I will go over their house. I really, if they told me a story, I think I would tie them up and whoop them. Let, let me put it in a little bit different way. Tell them how riled up I am. Well, I'm very riled up. Okay. Let, let me put it this way. If you speak anything that's that's not wanting more of God, it kind of shows how superficial you are. It shows are. your fleshly, it shows your and, carnal, yeah. and you put things <clears throat> above God, God yeah. or his spirit. Yeah. I mean, why in the world? I mean, we can have all of heaven that we want here on earth by drawing nigh to God. God can't lie. He says, if you will just take the steps to get close to me, yeah. I will take the steps, which I've already done, okay? I've already said yes to it. It's my will to draw nigh to you. Yeah. But, you know, what does Solomon say? Wisdom. Where does wisdom come? Uh, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Yep. Meaning Solomon is saying, I can't govern this people. I, yeah. you know, in asking for wisdom, Solomon knew, Lord, I need your understanding. I yeah. need your perspective. Because the Bible says, my ways aren't no. your ways. Yeah. So Elijah said to her, what do you want me to do? <clears throat> Tell me what do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservant, and I like that. Here's the thing. She's humbling herself. I'm your servant, has nothing in the house. I mean, it doesn't get any clearer than that, but a jar of oil. I got nothing. When she's, she's not lying. This isn't spinning eloquently. Why does she have nothing in the house? She's already sold it, trying to keep the creditors oh, right, away. Right. I've sold my clothes. I've sold anything of value. I have nothing but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere. From all of your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Sometimes we have to, we don't understand what God's doing. And it's so big that God has to specifically tell us, I'm blessing you huge here. Okay. Go get a lot of uh, yeah. pots, pans, jars, you know, water <laughs> containers. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your son's. Then pour it into those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him, shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and poured it out. Now, I got to just stop here. There are people that wouldn't listen to Elisha. 
in, in today, if, if everything was the same and Elisha was telling them exactly what to do or the Holy Spirit is telling them exactly what to do, we are going to try to reason it out, think it out, pray it out, discuss it out. I mean, we're going to yeah. try. Well, this just doesn't make sense. Well, look My at current that. understanding and knowledge tells me <laughs> this is stupid. It, it, you know what's funny? We're all oftentimes, this is such a truth. We are praying to God for a miracle. We're praying to God for an answer. We're praying to God for something. And yet when he's going to deliver, we don't like the delivery method or who he uses and the way he uses That's it. That's like uh, Nabal, the, the, the officer that came over to see Elisha uh, and he had leprosy. Yeah. And what uh, Elisha actually leprosy relayed with it, through his yeah, servant, Leprosy is a death sentence. Yeah. Leprosy is a death sentence. Terrible. And he told me he needs to go dip in the Jordan. Go to the Jordan. Seven times. Seven and what does the guy say? He says, oh. Are you kidding? Where That's I came such from. A nasty river. Yeah. In the Jordan was. Jordan was nasty compared. <laughs> and say, where I, he, he, you know, he's reasoning. Where I came from, we have all these nice rivers, spring-fed rivers. You want me to go to this mud pit? Yeah. And then, it's, and, and then the spirit, I love the story because the spirit of God comes over his servants yeah. and said, hey, what if, what if Elisha, you know, told you to do something hard, like bring me a thousand men's heads or something crazy. Would you have done it? Or, you know, and he was like, yeah, why is this such a big deal? Just do it. And he yeah. does and he gets healed. He yeah. does and he gets healed. Yeah. So she shuts the door. It's That's interesting though, right there, that part, I find it very interesting. He tells her to go in and shut, shut the, the door. door. And then in the next sentence. So you're not they, interrupted. Yeah, they spell out again. And then she went in with her sons and shut the door. You know why? Because the oil is not going to stop. How many times are we praying to God and the phone rings? Or we get an email, uh, our phone dings, or something, a knock on the door. Uh, and what do we do? We are talking to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What are we going to do? We put him on hold. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Instead of, I mean, realize who you're talking to. You're talking to God. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you this. I like to pray without ceasing. That means throughout the day, I'm praising God. Just all of a sudden, I'll say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But I had to get out of a habit. A lot of times when I was going to the bathroom, I would you know, I would just start praising the Lord and thanking him. And I was like, I, I think this might be disrespectful. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I waited. I, I started, you know, because I got to catch myself because I'm always thanking God for all these different things. And I can catch my thoughts when I'm, you know, going to the bathroom. That's a free one. Okay. So she shuts the door. Okay. And it just shows you how important prayer time is. Uh -huh. So she went from um, him and shut the door behind her and her sons and brought the vessels indoor and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full, 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 that she said to her son, bring me another vessel, bring me a jar, bring me a container. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil Pay your debt, and you and your sons live on the rest. It's an amazing story how God mm -hmm. meets our needs. It yeah. truly is. This story reminds me of today. It, it, it truly did. It, well, last night, me and Tracy were crying out to God, Lord, encourage us. Yeah. Lord, help us. Lord, we need to hear from <laughs> you. We need to know 
you know, and I know, God, you're on the throne, but I need you because sometimes God is silent. And guys, yeah. oh, my goodness, I, I, you know, I don't even need to go any further. You know, it drives me crazy sometimes when I'm listening to church prayers and, you know, the, the pastor is bringing up all the prayer requests mm-hmm. and, and there's other people listening. And it's, you know, why? Because there's so many people within that church that you could be the answer to someone's prayer. You could easily, easily meet the need and and join God in what he is doing. And then get the blessing. And get the blessing. In the Bible, oil (laughs) oftentimes represents the Holy Spirit. Do you know what I find really also wonderful about the story? There was Elisha assumed, he, he already knew, that this oil that she had, that she poured, wasn't going to be just enough for the debt she owed, but also enough more than enough for to her live. to live off with her sons. Yeah. That's that's the, 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 the God of more than enough, of yeah. abundance, of Go overwhelming. Go sell you. the yeah. oil, yeah. pay your debt, you and your sons live on the rest. And my version says, um, and you and your sons can live off of the rest of the prophet. Oh, my that's the Lord. Yeah. That's how good he is. Oh, you know, yeah. uh, there's just something about being specific with God, you know, crying out to God. <laughs> and oh, my goodness, yeah. I, I hope if anyone <laughs> listens to these videos and um, we're on. Oh, my goodness. How many podcasts are we on now? You know, people are listening to us, not watching us, but <coughs> yeah. actually listening to you us. Now they're actually listening. And um, I think there's like eight different venues now that they're yeah. listening. And thank you if you're, if you, uh, all of Mornings with Matt and Tracy are yeah. put on podcast. And thank you for we, listening on the podcast. We yeah, appreciate we you guys. We appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. But it's, oh, I, I'm just so overwhelmed by how good God is, you yeah. know. But like I was saying, I'm always, you know, what's funny is I want to apologize. I'm always interrupting you. And I went to say something, and then you interrupted me. But I already forgave you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What I was saying? No, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. I, you know, I, there's no forgiveness. You, I'm always, um, um, now I'm digging myself out of a hole here. Okay, so let's get listen, guys. Let's just move on. <laughs> Oil in the Bible represents the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And uh, here's the thing. This oil wouldn't stop in the story until the vessels were full and then they brought another one and they brought another one and they brought another one. <clears throat> what we need in our lives is more of the Holy Spirit. Imagine this, you are a, a, like a, a pot, but in the bottom of the <clears throat> pot is a hole. Mm. And as God is pouring his life into you, you are sharing <clears throat> Christ. You are going about doing his business, his yeah. work. There is one indwelling and many fillings. Mm-hmm. When you got saved, you were indwelt <coughs> by the Holy Spirit yeah. once and for all. Yeah. Uh, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit being a seal upon your life. The spiritual world can look upon you and they know you belong to God. Yeah. Uh, a lot of oppressive attacks that we experience or for no other reason that the enemy hates God, that means they hate God's children. Mm. They try to oppress you, yeah. try to uh, mess with you. Satan yeah. roams around like a <coughs> roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, even though we're indwelled, we need to be filled because there are daily. so there's daily. Yeah. There's so many verses 
that talk about grieving and quenching the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and how many times have um, probably everyone listening, we've lost it. All of a sudden, someone twisted us, and uh. we just snapped, and then we said the wrong thing, mm-hmm. thought the wrong thing, acted like a heathen, you know, a reprobate, just for five minutes, caught ourselves, uh-huh. but then we're empty on the inside. And, there, and yeah. there's something about listening to the wrong music, watching the wrong movies, being wrong the wrong people, that yeah. drain us very quickly. And afterwards, I've, I've gone to movies, and I thought, oh, man, I really <laughs> want to see this movie. I'm at the movie theater... And it was just questionable. Like, yeah. and I was almost, I'm just inside. I'm like hoping, oh, come on. You don't need that language. You don't need this scene. You don't need this. But at the, even though it was kind of from a fleshly standpoint, a good movie, I felt empty because what I've done is I've sinned against God. Yeah. And so if you're constantly in, in, a, in choosing to sin or you're not listening to God, or you're not doing what you know to do that God's told you to do, you're going to grieve the Spirit. You're going to be empty. But just like this oil, God will flow back through you. All we do is come to God and say, you know, Lord, forgive me. This was a stupid decision. Fill me to overflowing. Give me, I just did one yesterday, give me living waters. Breathe on me. You know, Ezekiel, he's out there, and God says to him, it's so funny, Ezekiel, what do you see? Uh, you know, oh, well, is this a trick question? Yeah. And then he says, can these dry bones live? Can they come back? You know, I love what Ezekiel says. He doesn't try to spiritualize it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Only you know, God. It's, 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 it's not, hey, you know, what he does is he gives it back to God. I love it. You alone know, God. <clears throat> Only uh-huh. you know. You know, and, and, and he says, prophesy over him. Prophesy over these bones. What that means is speak life. You know what I'm saying? Bones, come back. Come come back together. And all of a sudden, there's all this rattling and all these bodies are that there. That would scare me to death. It would scare me to death. All these <laughs> yeah. bodies are there, but there's no life because it is God who gives us the spirit. Yeah. And, you know, they're not alive. And then he's told to prophesy and basically, the breath of God comes over. We all need the breath of God in yeah. our lives to live. We all need the <clears throat> Holy Spirit to live. We don't want to grieve and quench. If we know something to be wrong, it's wrong. Yeah. But just And if God tells us to do something, we need to do it. Yeah, it, yeah. it's true. But your need for the Holy Spirit never ends. This lady stopped yeah. pouring the oil when she had the last jar. Yeah. But you're always needing to be filled yeah. because as again, you th- there have been times where I had to preach like two and three, four times in a day. And I'm telling you, I was so spent, literally spent. And so what I have to do is I have to cry out to God, Lord, you know, because I, <clears throat> I literally was working some jobs, 10, 12, 14 hours a day. Yeah. But after preaching three or four times, I mean, I, I was just so toasted. I mean, I'd never, because it's a spiritual exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And, and what's funny, the, a great story in the Bible is Jesus is walking along and there's crowds everywhere around him, just huge crowds. But there's this woman that has a problem, you know, with an issue of blood. And she, within herself, she says, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. And so she busts through the crowd, gets through everyone, just basically puts a finger on the end of, of his robe, mm-hmm. and it says the word of God says that virtue left Jesus, yeah. 
He turns around, says this to the disciples, who touched me? And they look at him like he's a crazy man. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Question? Is this a trick question? Who touched you? <laughs> are you kidding? There's thousands around you. Everyone's touching you. It's not the same thing. That's religion. Mm -hmm. What this lady had was a relationship. That's the difference. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you, could, you could touch them all you wanted, but they didn't believe. They believed God, but they didn't believe God. You see what I'm saying? They believed in God, in God, but they didn't believe, believe God, God, His yeah. Word. Yeah, that He could do these. So, things. and He says, "Who touched me?" And finally, she's caught, and He says, "Your faith has made you whole. Go in peace." But He said this to His disciples: "Virtue went out of me. I felt power leave me." Yeah, we are constantly losing the power, mm. and when you put it like that, people are like, "Well, I want the power. I want all the power." Yeah. Well, the power is there all the time. And as you lose, okay, that, you ask for more. Yeah. But the resources that God gives you via his Holy Spirit are only to be used for ministry. Yeah. And they're only, they're only really available when you start to minister. Mm. You know, because we always feel inadequate. Like Moses, you know, I can't do that. I can't talk. I, I rem and, it, and it just brings me back the first time I preached. I was like, there ain't no way. There literally is no way I can do that. And it wasn't until I got in the pulpit that the Spirit of God came upon me so strongly. Mm -hmm. And I was able to do that which I could not do. That's the oil. That's the Holy Spirit. That's yeah. the, the and, and you know they call it the exchange life. They call it the abundant life. Mm -hmm. There's 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 probably I mean there's so many books written about this, but it's the key to the Christian life. You can yeah. tell when you feel empty. You, you know what I'm saying you can feel when you're just you know you're crapped out. You feel negative. You're like what's going on? I don't. I, you know I I just I, I can't put it together. You've drained yourself. It's, Jesus calls it the abiding life. Yeah. John 15, he says, without me, you can do nothing. nothing. You yes. can't. And, and, and he <clears throat> is pouring out his spirit into those who will ask. Yeah. And here's the key. You have to ask. You see what I'm saying? You are draining all day long, whether it's through sin, stupid choices, or whether you're ministering. You're always draining this resource out of you. It's like there's holes in the bottom of a bucket. You're the bucket. And so it's even if they're the smallest holes, you have to be filled again. Sometimes, you know, I'm just so empty. I'm crying out to God, fill me with your spirit. I'm already indwelled, but now there's one indwelling, many fillings. Yeah. And those who recognize it and cry out to God, oh my goodness, mm -hmm. they don't let their buckets get empty. They stay mm -hmm. in the word. They have certain types of music that they listen to to worship. Yeah. They're praying without ceasing, meaning yeah. praising without ceasing. They're trying to eliminate out of their lives certain things that they know don't please God yeah. when they sin. They repent, they say sorry, they accept that forgiveness, mm -hmm. they're not feeling guilty, they're just taking it as a matter of fact, I crashed and burned, Lord forgive me, cleanse me of this, make me white as snow, white as wool, let's move forward in victory. Oh mm -hmm. guys, it's a good story. But here's the thing, God has a miracle for every person listening. Yep. I mean, how many times have we prayed for a miracle? Oh, thousands. We've seen a lot too. Yeah, thousands and thousands and thousands of times. We were, I was, I'm going to end with this story. We were sitting in seminary, and um, this is crazy. There is this guy, uh, the professor was Dr. Milliken. Yeah. 
Uh, this was Mid-America Theological Seminary in Memphis, Tennessee. We're sitting there, and Milliken is old school. Yeah, he is. You know what I'm saying? He's real old school, and I loved him. I <coughs> yeah. mean, he was my favorite was teacher there. Uh -huh. And he's going over uh, miracles and providence and sovereignty and what is a miracle and what isn't a miracle. And um, he was trying. Oh, he, he really grinded me with this. He stuff. really <laughs> grinded me because he was saying that most of the different things that we experience are not miracles, but providence. And um, I was just like, oh, I'm like, oh. And so this guy raises his hand and says that he was um, at the beach in Florida. Uh -huh. And he has, he has two hearing aids in his ears. Without the hearing aids, very expensive hearing aids, he can't hear anything mm -hmm. literally he can't hear anything well he's way out in the water with his Li hearing aids with his hearing aids forgot to take him off mm -hmm. he's out there you know i'm not talking knee deep i'm talking about swimming Yikes. way out there near the buoys a lot of times when you go swimming in the ocean they have uh good places they'll have like cocoa beach they have buoys don't swim beyond this because there's yeah. riptides and everything else so he comes in when he comes <clears throat> in he's deaf he's like i never took my hearing aids out and so he went to his towel and he sat there and now he can talk to his wife, but he can't hear his What's wife, he hear anything. And his wife writes on a napkin, we should pray. <laughs> and he thinks, what does he think? Being a man. That's the stupidest thing I've ever done. Oh, I was going to say pray for money to get new ones. No, <laughs> no. He, he, but you know what I'm saying? Basically he's thinking that's the stupidest thing. How, how can that be? You know what I'm saying? And so... His wife prays and they hold hands. And you know how men are sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know how men are. Yeah, you know, we, we kind of put God in our favorite pet box, pet God. Mm -hmm. And um, she prays this dynamic prayer of faith. Yeah. Just like she, and listen, just powerful. And this is what he was told after the fact because of the miracle. Okay. He's walking and he starts praying and he looks down. Okay, now remember, you put one in the left ear, one in the right ear. There's no string attaching them. Right. Okay? Both the hearing aids, the tide had brought in, and they were just sitting next to each other on the sand. No. Yes. So, oh, yeah. Man. Do you see? I categorize that as a miracle. a miracle. Yeah. Okay, Milliken, <laughs> Dr. Milliken no. says that's not a miracle, that's the providence of God. How? And um, he gives this elaborate theological, you know what I'm saying? Sovereignty of God, providence of God, blah, 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 blah. And so um, the guy <clears throat> is so angry and mad that he's trying to steal God's glory, the, 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 you know, the yeah. student. And he's wearing the hearing aids in the classroom. He um, has the hearing aids in, you know. Uh, the ones that he had, they were like, oh, $1,800, $1,900 or something. And, and um, <clears throat> I remember... I said, it may be providence to God, but it's a miracle to his creation. See, so, to whatever God does isn't a miracle. It's just that comes natural to God. I speak, it happens. Yeah. I spoke the earth. I spoke the universe. I speak life. I speak yeah. death. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm God. There is no other. Whatever. See, to God, he's not thinking, oh, man, that was a miracle. Yeah. But to his creation that's receiving what he's doing, it 
is a miracle. And he deserves all praise and glory he for it. He deserves and, the praise and glory. And obviously the guy glory. and the, the wife were giving they him that. learned yeah. a valuable lesson. And Milliken had in never, miracles. ever heard that in all of his years teaching at the seminary. Even, you know what I'm saying, even from the founding, because he was one of the first teachers that was there, first doctors. And, and But that's how it is. To God, it's one thing, but to his creation, it is a miracle. He deserves yeah. the praise. He deserves the glory. Yeah. We cannot limit God. We can't, no. we, we can't think, well, that's stupid. You want me to borrow? Uh, you know what I'm saying? They probably think I'm going to borrow this jar and go and sell it or steal it because a lot of times people know they're down and out, they're broke, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's hard. When you're down and out, everyone knows you're down and out. Mm. They don't want to lend you money. They don't want to lend you a jar. Oh, she's just no. going to probably garage sale it or something. But she does what she's told. <clears throat> I, I want to tell you this, guys. This isn't rocket science. This isn't, uh, you know, was it? Um, quantum physics, okay? Yeah. This isn't advanced math. You don't have to go to Caltech or anywhere else, you know? What God says do. Yeah. Leave the consequences up to him. If he says do it and nothing happens, guess what? Have you lost anything by obeying? Yeah. You obeyed. And sometimes he may <coughs> tell you to do something and you may you want to shake your fist at God and say, well, nothing happened. I did exactly what you said. <laughs> Maybe he was wanting to test your attitude. I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying? Don't dare yeah. decide and decree what God will do and what God won't do. Just mm -hmm. because you haven't experienced, okay, the miracles on the level that I'm talking about doesn't mean that God doesn't do them. We were um, at a free missionary dinner, and mm -hmm. I don't know how it is, there were these two very, very popular husband-wife missionaries in Africa. I don't know how, but we're sitting right across from them. I mean, everybody, because this guy's the keynote speaker. I mean, there's all these dignitaries. There's all these doctors. There's all these professionals. And I, I mean, and it's expensive. Someone um, picked up our plate, meaning you paid X amount of dollars because you were supporting them to go back into missions for the next two or three years. And we're sitting across from them, and they could give a rip about all the elitist, oh, I shouldn't have said that word, that's terrible. They couldn't uh. give a rip about all the other people in the room, all their positions, their power, their money. <clears throat> they were just staring at us and talking to us. And I'll never forget, he, he tells me of stories of people being raised from the dead. Mm. People, now listen, okay, someone's raised from the dead, when you're lost, you think they weren't dead. Right. The swoon theory. Jesus, he was he was he was really hurt, but he wasn't dead. He was in the you know, he was yeah. in the tomb, but he wasn't dead. That's how he arose. Uh yeah. not true. Yeah. What's the movie they should watch on that? Which one? The, the movie. We just watched it. Oh, Case for Christ. Case for Christ. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Lee Strobel. They have a new movie out. Good, good movie. You gotta watch that movie. But here's here's the thing. What do you say when a person has an amputeed arm? Their arm has been cut off, and they have no arm. They have a little bit of arm, but they, like it's cut off at the elbow, just <laughs> a, 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 just past the elbow. And someone in the name of Jesus Christ, oh, I get goosebumps, man. I could go preach right now, Tracy. It's 1 o'clock in the morning. I can't. I, I could just bang on doors and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wake up. Wake up. I got something to tell you. Jesus loves you. What do you need? 
Let's ask. Let's pray. Oh, my goodness. I, I get goosebumps. Okay, so the story is, and it's true, all right? And shame on America. I'm, I'm going to rebuke America in about 23, 23 seconds, okay? <laughs> 23 seconds, I'm rebuking America. Don't look at your watches. I might go longer. <laughs> um, they lay hands on this person in the name of Jesus, and they grow an arm right in front of everyone. They grow an arm in front of everyone. That stuff happens in foreign third world countries all the time because they don't ever consider putting Jesus in a box or God in a box or the Holy Spirit in a box. They pray big and they receive big. But us, we're a bunch of, oh, I won't even use the word I'm thinking because people would just cancel me off the man cave. Let's just bring up the name again, William Carey, where he said, Attempt great, great things, things for God, God and expect great things from God. God. Yep. Oh, these missionaries <clears throat> yeah. that are sitting there, and I'm eating a big piece of steak. And when I stop to put my fork and knife down, and I'm not shoving the two-inch <laughs> fatty steak, baked potato, garlic bread, and all the trimmings and salad down my throat, okay? Uh, there's a you know you have my attention. You have my attention. Third world countries. Some of these places in South America where they teach Christ, believe in Christ, worship Christ. I mean, they're not going to church for an hour and then two hours and complaining because they got out at 12.05 and they're going to be late to the buffet. Oh. oh, you make me sick. But I do like to get there early if I can. I remember them talking about different places. Oh. Like they would go all day almost with church services. People would yeah, walk they, miles. You have to, to realize that the spirit is <laughs> falling on them like rain that's the difference half oh i don't even want to put a percentage on the churches that could be stamped ichabod the lord has departed because what we've done is we've yeah. basically it, it, we've like okay we we go in we do prayer requests and not every church but yeah. there's so many churches that we've been them, to yeah. you, you start with prayer requests you start with announcements you sing a few songs you do the you know you do like People an have- put such a low oh. expectation on on what they what, what god can yeah, do yeah i mean you do the lord's supper presence, yeah. and it's just dull <clears throat> dull religious and and a lot of times us uh, i mean what, what I, I don't know i mean you know and and, and so i we've been to churches where i'm like why is the guy dressed like that I mean, why, why, why is he wearing that hat? Why is he wearing that robe? What does that mean? I mean, does that mean I'm spiritual that I hear God? I guarantee he ha- God could bang on his door with a sledgehammer and he wouldn't hear dressed like that. He's the joker. So many people have Ugh. separate, they compartmentalize their life and then church. Yeah. Here's God over here, yeah. and then the rest of my life is over here. So, and the two of them never intersect. No. There, there should be no. Their, their, no- their, their Christian life. Never intersects with their daily life. It's yeah. it's like I'll throw I'll throw them a few bob on Sunday. Yeah. I'm this and um, guys, I'm not I'm not trying to be negative. I'm trying to encourage you to dig deep. Yeah. You are the tip of the sword. You are a mighty warrior for Christ, and all you need to do is open the jail cell of your thinking and realize yeah. God can. God is just waiting for you, you to trust, yeah, to and trust believe. Him and to, to fling your life Without open to Him. Without faith, it is impossible to, to please God. God yeah. So where does God put us day in and day out, month in and month out, week in and week out, year after year, in places where it demands faith? But what do we do? We cower down. We cower down. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. And, and I have a whole drawer full of the coward t-shirts where I cowered it down. And, and it's not just cowarding down. Sometimes it's simply just putting our faith in ourselves, yeah. what we can do, because we think God can't. 
Yeah. You know, that we've just minimized as to what God can do anymore nowadays. Oh, you know, oh, it's just like, oh, okay, oh. that God is good to go to heaven, you know, but yeah. he can't really handle all this other stuff. Uh, uh, <clears throat> you, you, yeah. you see, that's what they're preaching here. Yeah. When you're buying a sermon, that's what you're getting. You you're not need get, to do You're not getting yeah. the Holy Spirit. You're not giving, you know, that divine word from him. I, I mean, when yeah. was the last time that the Holy Spirit fell in a church and everyone started weeping because of their sins? You don't hear it. You don't yeah. see it. But it happens all over the world in certain areas. And, 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 and you know, it's not publicized. This is just <clears throat> how it is. We worship God this way. We expect miracles. We yeah. believe he's God and there is no other. I mean, the things that they petition God for, I mean, here's the thing. Our churches here and our belief system is impotent. It's impotent. Mm. That's what yeah. we're like. We're likened unto a man who has diabetes for 35 years and he's overweight and he's smoked, meaning nothing works. We're <laughs> impotent in our belief system. But I'm trying to grab the paddles and uh, charge up that machine, smack it on your chest, shave it a little bit, hit you with the bolts of electricity, God can. Yeah. God can pull out of the ocean by an angel, by the current, by, I don't care if it's a bird that grabbed the earbuds, you know, grabbed, the, yeah. grabbed those hearing aids and placed <laughs> them there. Yeah. Look, how hard is it to control a bird? Good I mean, what, have you, why do we put birds in cages that are pets? Because they want to fly where you can't yeah. control. You can't train a bird. Have you ever heard oh, of someone yeah. training a bird? No. And God says, okay, to Elijah, the bird is going to show up every morning with meat and bread. And then the afternoon with meat and bread. And you drink from the brook. And it's going to be like this until I say it's not going to be like mm. this. Because I'm going to dry up the brook. And many people, they feel their brooks dried up. And yet God had another place for Elijah where he's going to stretch his faith, where he's going to what? Even do bigger miracles. And it, it's God's always pushing us forward. Do you know what a lot of people have done? They've they... walked the plank like Jonah. And they've quit. I'll just die. I'd rather die. That's God didn't meet one. my needs. Yeah, but but you're you're like you can't even die without God. God oh. sends a fish, well, and jo Jonah is like most of us. He's so stubborn. How long, if you were in a fish? This is just an honest question, Tracy. You're a beautiful woman. Thank you, God, for giving me a beautiful woman. If you were in the belly of a whale or a large fish, oh. how long would it take you? To cry out to God, please let the fish vomit me up. Please save my life, Lord. A day? Oh, I two days? Before I even hit the three days? You know, hit the water. Look at look at me too. But <laughs> Jonah is so hard hearted. He's that's like we're hard hearted. We well, think we know God. Well, I was going to use a different example. Go ahead. You were talking about the brook. I interrupted you. Pe that's okay. There's there's people okay. down at the down at the brook, and the brook is drying up. Well, let me tell you what a lot of people have done. They never even waited to hear the instructions that God said about uh, going to the brook. Yeah. Because he was going to provide there. Yeah. You know. It was they, only there that, at the brook that I would provide. That God was going to provide. Exactly. Yeah. And, and they, when, they used their own great reasoning and logic yeah. that they would think. And they would go someplace else. But that's not where God said he was going to provide. Yeah. God chose the place yeah. that he would provide and how he would provide. Yeah. But, you know, nowadays... Uh, where do you want me ourselves? to go? Yeah. Oh no, Lord! Oh, no, no, no! I'm no, not. No, no. I'm not roughing it. Oh, no, I'm no, not no, going no. without. There's no house down that's, there. That's not a bed and breakfast. What if? What if Elijah pulled a, an attitude on God? See, most people <laughs> when they preach this, they don't preach all of it. 
it, it, you know, the very, that you see right here, the very next story is Elisha raises the Shulamite's son. But the beginning of that story is Elisha is recognized by these rich people. Yeah. And they say, hey, you know what? We're always seeing the man of God come through town. Let's build him on our house a room. Put a bed, put a table, put a chair, put a candle. And every time he comes through, he can stay here. Elisha, because of his position, was honored. Yeah. Elisha lived a very rough life, but a very good life. Meaning he had enjoyed the mm. spoils yeah. before he had had... It's like, Paul, I know how to live a base and I know how to live a bound. So... But you never see Elijah, Elijah arguing with God. You want me to go where? <coughs> yeah. You want me to go to a brook and you're going to feed me by a bird that's unclean? <coughs> uh-huh. um, hey, let's have a talk, God. I'm Jewish. You, you, I can't do that. Yeah. We can do what God says we're going to do. You're gonna you're going one place with the with Elisha, and enjoying the spoils. And see, you you can enjoy the spoils of God's blessings yeah. when you're obeying God. Oh yeah. I, I mean that. Yes, he had. I mean, God required a lot of him, you know, uh-huh. and him to do different things. Oh, but yeah. God also rewarded him. And oh, he, he rewarded him, great him greatly. He had well. twice the amount of blessings and anointing, and anointing that, Elijah, that had. Elijah had. And no yeah. one ever talks about that. Now it happened the day that Elisha went to Shunem, where there was a noble woman, meaning she's, she's loaded. And she persuaded him to eat some food. So he was, as often as he passed by, was heard <coughs> there to eat food with the rich woman. And she said to her husband, Look, now, I know that this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed for him mm-hmm. there and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be whenever he comes to us, he can turn in there. It happened one day that he came there and he turned into the upper room and laid down there. Then he said to Kehenzai, his servant, call the Shulamite woman. When he had called her, she stood before him. Listen to this, guys. And he said to him, meaning he's talking to a servant and his servant is talking to the woman. Say now to her, look, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? There's the question again. What do you want me to do? And now it is, what can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king or to the commander of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. So he said, what then? He's kind of talking to him some. What then is to be done for her? And Gehensai answered, actually, she has no son. And her husband is old. Reminds me of who? Abraham and Sarah. So he said, call her. When he had called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. What would you say, Trace? Uh, We question everything. Yeah. And she said, no, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. But the woman conceived and bore a son when the appointed time had come. Oh, did you see that? When the appointed time had come of which Elisha had told her. See, we all have an appointed time. We all have miracles coming our way. We do. We literally have miracles. She was ministering to the man of God. She didn't realize it was going to come back. You see what I'm saying? With the filling of the Holy Spirit, with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, we go out 
as led by the Holy Spirit, and we minister to people. That's what we do. We're led by the Spirit of God. This isn't a free-for-all. I get to do whatever I want to do. I might be going to my work. I might be going to church. I might be just, uh, I might be just doing all the things that I know to do that are right. But there are those times when God says, now I need you, meaning you're an arrow in God's quiver. Can he trust you? Can he use you? Are you going to obey him or are you going to question it? So this woman is reaching out in faith. She recognizes the man of God. She recognizes the integrity. She may not understand any of it because she's saying, don't lie to me. See, if you knew Elisha, you are right up front. No, no, baby, no, I don't lie. I'm saying I'm a prophet. I'm not lying, but she doesn't know God. But she's, she's seeing God's representation through Elisha. And what happens? She ministers and she gets ministered to. Does it work like that all the time? No. But what does God say? Give and it will be given. Press down. Equal? Oh, no. God God doesn't pay back mm-hmm. equal. If you, you know, God, oh, did you know that? God does not pay back equal. He says in that verse in Malachi, press down, shaken together, running over, will it come and pour out into your lap? Luke says the same thing. Luke says the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, guys, expect great things from God. Mm. And, you know, um, many times a lot of people have the same mentality that she had where she she didn't expect anything in return because she was wealthy. Yeah. She's like, well, what can you need, give me? What can you give me? No, you know? honestly, yeah. what can you give me? I have money. Yeah. You know why she doesn't want Elisha to talk to the king or the army, they know who she is. Yeah, she's already. She, yeah. She's she's a woman who has a it's juice. It's a prominent position. Yeah, yeah. She's, she has. She knows. I, I I don't need that. I can do that in my own strength. Yeah, it's what, like yeah. I don't. I'm I'm good. You know. I, yeah. I really. I, I'm what helping could, you. What could she not do in her own strength? And, and she she's not thinking in the terms of what God can do can do. So that's when the servant came yeah. back with, well, she doesn't have a son. Yeah, and I you love that. And I, she's thinking, oh, I, there's no way. There's no way. And you know why? In her mind, she's looking at her husband, and she's like, I haven't had sex for eight years, 10 years, 15 years. I love my husband, but he's old. Women in those days <clears throat> married older men. Yeah. I mean, much older. Like, yeah. it wasn't unheard of for a 40-year-old man to marry a 15-, 16-year-old girl. That's what was taking place. That man would take care of that young girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it says she's – the Bible's not lying here, guys. He's really old. Nothing works. Yeah. But everything works when we have faith in God, trust God, and we believe. I bet she had a great time with her husband. I bet he had a great time. Oh, my goodness. I bet he had a great time. All right. So should we just cut it off there? Oh, no, no, no. What, what We want to leave you guys with never underestimate the power of God. Yeah, never, you know, ever, ever. God can do so much more than what you, you can and I can do. Yeah, fathom. Yeah, we just you, can't, we cannot fathom it. But um, Jesus was in his hometown, and the Pharisees and Sadducees were putting him down. Yeah. And they say, isn't this the carpenter's son. Yeah. Don't we know your brother, Jesus, and your sisters, and your mom, and your dad, Joseph? Don't we know all these people? Uh, Oh, what did you say you are? And it said this, that he could do very, he could not do. Many miracles in that town, yeah. He he, he could do very few miracles there. He could not, you know what I'm saying? It was like the negative faith stopped him in his tracks. Now, this is Jesus we're talking about. 100% man, 100% God. Because of their lack of faith. They didn't believe.
believe it. They, they didn't, didn't believe. believe it could happen. What, what, what do I do to stir up my faith? I read. I spend yeah. time with God. I worship. I pray. I minister, watch this, to others. You may think, I can't do it. I'm not I'm not talking about monetarily. That's sometimes. I'm talking about going beyond your comfort level and, and, and doing something that you've never done that God is asking you mm, to do. Yeah. It, it may be teaching a Sunday school class. It may be going mm. door to door, knocking. It may be at work sharing the gospel with someone you don't like and doesn't like <laughs> you. Okay? And God's, you're asking me to do what? Now, Jesus told the, the man who, who didn't really believe... He said, all things are possible to them who believe. And he says, all things. He goes, I believe, I believe. Help, Help my, my unbelief. One day you, you may be in heaven. You're saved. And you're standing before the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And you're like, why didn't you answer my prayer? And he says, I did. I said, yes, from the throne room. All you had to do is believe. Yeah. It was there. And trust the me. The answer is yes. I said, yes. I answered exactly, but you had to believe it. You had to have trust in me and you had to have faith. I already spoke it from the throne room. The key was faith to open that door, but you didn't have the faith. God, See, it's all about his glory. It's all about him. It's not about you and I. Yeah. And, and so many times the, he's already said the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Thank you guys for all of your support, all of your prayers, for all of your patience in getting through these mornings with Matt and Tracy. I'm always interested. Talk to you. Peace. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.